0: Everything that makes country racing great. This is Bushbeat on Radio Tab.
1: It's still Music Award towards the 400 metres. Zoukaz, Lily LA, Menindi's in that pack as well. Morris Press hasn't seen Daylight yet. Enterprise Grand and the Snooper Star to the 200 metres or 250. It's still Music Award. Zoukaz, Enterprise Grand. There's no morris Press yet. Here's Menindi coming late. It's still Music Award. Music Awards kicked with 50 to go. It's all Music Award from Barry in the Box. Music Awards off to Brisbane. Beats Enterprise Grand. Then we had Maurice press and Indy in a
2: photo. Yes, that was a Battle of the Bush qualifier at Longreach on the weekend. That horse is by Seamus Award, a six-year-old, now won eight races from 48, trained by Boy Forster. And Roy, uh, Roy, Rob Luck is with us, Bushbeat. How are you, Rob? <laughs>
0: Good morning, Steve. Yeah, we're, we're missing my partner today in Tony Clements. He's on his annual fishing trip in that, one of those secret locations in southwest Queensland. I'm sure he'll be back uh, next week with many a, a, a tale of the fish caught and the ones that got away, Steve. But, look, Music Award... We, we had the the features over the weekend the battle of the bush qualifiers we had uh the burn it to the beach series and the magic millions far north queensland rob Koshman memorial uh races but music awards win in longreach in this battle of the bush qualifier a little bit unexpected some might think but not but certainly uh, a worthy winner because as you mentioned with his record the good thing about this horse that Boy Forced to Trains and Johnny Rudd rode to perfection is that once he wins in his campaign, Steve, he has a real tendency to string together consistent performances. And last year, he had eight starts uh, after his first win And uh, in that campaign, he ended up with three wins and five placings. So Boy Forster certainly has a worthy participant going to the Battle of the Bush final. And Boy's no uh, stranger to it, of course. uh, Zukas has been to Stampede finals. He's also been an emergency in the Battle of the Bush. So he's no... uh, He's no uh, stranger to that and of course he trained bush caviar that uh, ran second in the inaugural Battle of the Bush. Um, so today we're going to hear more about those results for the Battle of the Bush uh, with the other winner coming out of Gordon Vale in a uh, in a hit snooze win up there uh, Burn It to the Beach winner of and Down with Tuscany Bound and the Magic Millions Rob Kosh Memorial up and coming Stayers series uh, win at Gordon Vale by Savvy Legend but Steve, there's one thing you often hear trainers do. They, do, uh, they score interstate doubles uh, and within the uh, country area, trainers often have winners over a couple of uh, venues. John Mansman on the weekend had Talk Sensation at Clermont and he also had Savvy Legend at Gordonville. But this is a bit of a record, I think, what we're going to hear this morning with uh, a younger trainer out in Barcaldine in Tony Schofield who only a few weeks ago trained her very first treble But on the weekend, was able to score a treble in two locations. An amazing feat covering Longreach and Clermont. And one horse I really want to ask her about, because we'll have her on the line very shortly, but one horse that I'm really impressed with in that treble of wins that occurred at Longreach is Grand Palazzo that took out the benchmark 60 handicap over 1,300.
1: So 350 metres to go and Grand Palazzo swings to the middle of the track and strikes the front. Heroism in agreement. Jerry Zander is going to be the widest runner. It's Grand Palazzo in front. It's kick clear. Grand Palazzo, the favourites roaring away. Heroism and Jerry Zander. There's an eye catcher. The Schofields won two. Grand Palazzo beat Jerry Zander. Third heroism. Well, according to Riser, and
2: I'm looking at it now on the back of your comments, past six runners, six winners and Tony Schofield is with us now well, she was just dropped out, Rob, but uh, she's about to join us uh, on Bush Beat this morning. But that's incredible, isn't it?
0: Oh, it's an amazing feat, and the stable is really on fire. And it it kicked off back on that Anzac Day meeting at Longreach, um, where Tony trained three winners, three of which performed in this uh, feat on the weekend again. So they've backed up with race to race wins, but none more impressive than Grand Palazzo. And if we have Tony back, yeah, welcome she's with to us. the show, Tony. Hello, Rob. How are you this morning?
3: Yeah, not bad. Yourself?
0: A little bit cool, I'd imagine, in and as it is elsewhere.
3: Yeah, certainly. Dropped to two this morning.
0: Well, I'm glad you've been able to drag yourself away from that full-time work that we'll talk about shortly, but the amazing run that you're having commenced back with that treble at uh, Longreach on Anzac Day. Before that, what was the best for your stable? Was it uh, a double on any day?
3: Um, not this year. We'd had a couple of singles and that was it. We had, well, when you get... At the end of last year, we had a couple of doubles, but yeah, we hadn't picked up this year yet.
0: We heard just before you came on Grand Palazzo winning that benchmark 60. I'm really impressed with this all too hard, mare, And uh, an impressive thing about it too is that uh, it's really its first win on the dirt track surface at Longreach. But since April 22, 15 runs with the stable, six wins, six placings. Uh, what are your opinions on this, Mayor, and where do you intend to go with her?
3: Yeah, she goes pretty good. We intend to go to Tambo for the Tambo Cup and then try for the Battle of Bush qualifying Bark Alden. And then if she wins that, we'll head to Brisbane. If not, we'll go to the final, the showcase in McKinlay.
0: Yeah, you've got the beauty of these different series, haven't you? That Outback Showcase series, uh, one of the heats of the Tambo Cup. But uh, you're not concerned. You obviously see the ability with this mare. And with that heat at Alden, that 1,200 really suits because the previous win there, and that was a first, I think, for it, that uh, big Tree of Knowledge Day. Uh, 1,200, her first win at that distance was on the Barcaldon track. Yeah, that
3: was the first time she'd ran 12 there. Every other time been 13 or more.
0: She's certainly very versatile distance-wise. Uh, Tony, where do you see her best distance range?
3: I reckon around the 14 to the mile. But when you keep her fresh, she can sprint well.
0: And uh, when you've got a mare in form, uh, it is often the case they uh, continue to win. And uh, a good run by the stable Jerry Zander, as well, uh, with two promising runs since the break.
3: Yeah, he was pretty impressive on Saturday. He was a bit flat at Blackhall. But he's, yeah,
0: coming back well again. Well, let's have a look at those winners from the weekend. We go to the Longreach meeting and one of the winners in the treble on Anzac Day, Fondle, and here's another example of a mare in four, two from three at the track and uh, one its last three cam- over the campaign. And look at the weights it's carrying, 64 kilos, 63 on Saturday. Uh, you'd be very pleased with uh, this mare going forward. Yeah, well,
3: she'd be lucky to be 300 kilos herself. So we don't know how
0: she's carrying the weight, but she just keeps winning. Yeah, she's certainly uh, one of those horses where size doesn't uh, matter in regard to being able to win. Uh, your other winner, we've mentioned Graham Palazzo. Your other winner was Hallside, Hallside Hot Stuff. Now, this got out to the 1600, um, three placings from its previous four. It uh, didn't quite handle it at uh, Bar Calden, but in that Class 6 plate on the weekend, proving too strong for Maddie Gray on board.
3: Yeah, on the heavy track in Barky, I didn't think he really got the mile. So back on the dirt, a bit harder track, and, yeah, he loved it.
0: Your association with Matthew Gray. Now, Matty's back from uh, uh, injury and forced layoff. He's doing a great job riding for the stable. Obviously, he had the treble uh, on the day as well for you at Longreach, uh, an association that's working well for the stable.
3: Yeah, just by luck, we picked him up, talking to Watsy. And because um Jason couldn't come out anymore this year, and yeah, he's done really well for us.
0: Yeah, it's good when we can get the uh, Brisbane-based jockeys. Uh, Matthew's been coming out regularly over years. Jason missing also in recent years. And an actual, uh, actual fact, the day at Longreach, dominated by uh, the called and Trainers. Good to see Patty, uh, Patrick O'Toole getting a winner also with Aussie Mythology. Uh, but your partner Nathan was over at Clermont on the weekend. And again, after John Mansman got the winner was still a talk sensation and still feeling it for to Bell, race-to-race treble, another treble. Uh, I bet the phone was running hot between Clermont and Longreach, between the two of you. Yeah, it
3: was because there was no live streaming, so I couldn't watch them in Claremont, And, yeah, I couldn't believe it when he rang me to say that the third one had won.
0: Well... Two of them were th- were from the original uh, treble. He's a gem, and Mr. Cruz. They're both going in great form, and the other one, Cosy Can Can, has another horse that seems to love this 1400. Uh, and it was a decent little race because Ancient Echoes and Monsieur Macron both in good winning form. Uh, what's your plans with Cosy Can Can? Is he also another one of these ones that could go for the Outback uh, Series?
3: Yeah, I'm going to follow the same prep with him as Grand Palazzo. I'll meet at Tambo and embarky.
0: Okay, so we're looking at the prospect of another one with the uh, Battle of the Bush and he's quite versatile, uh, this particular horse with six from 13 at that distance. Um, uh, Mr. Cruz, I do like this uh, this sprinter, uh, plans for him and of course this was the second leg of Emma Bell's double coming back from Ireland. Um, she's straight back into the winner's circle. Mr. Cruz, uh, what are your thoughts there? I'm going to
3: try for the Emerald here of the Battle of the Bush because he has ran second and open at an Emerald before behind Owenichi. As a class three horse, and now he's in a bit of form. Hopefully, he might they'll go one better this time.
0: So, your team that strong, you could have three possible battle of the bush candidates.
3: Yeah, because the pity they all got nearly got to meet each other.
0: <laughs> it's a, a matter of all that planning, and, and really good to see he's a gem. Went on from that maiden win as well at the fourth run for your stable straight into the cutest class one, but he's not cutest. But uh, that wrapped up your treble um, over there at uh, over there at Clermont.
3: A pretty promising
0: horse you know, prepped in a prep or mature. Now, Tony, tell our listeners your background to getting into training, because there was a jockey uh, period. You, you were a jockey for a period um, there. What's what's the process been for you uh, through that stage of jockeying uh, to being a trainer? Well, I was a jockey for three years back in 04 Then heavy, so
3: I just went away and became a work rider to Rockhampton for about 12 years, and then I'm. Um, I trainer's license because it's awesome. uh, he couldn't ride his trainer. I took okay. out his and I rode work for him. And then um, once they changed that rule, I got my, my trainer's licence and, yeah, it's just gone on from there.
0: And you and Nathan share the duties. Uh, obviously, you're the track work rider.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I'm the track work rider and the trainer, and he has a little bit of input sometimes. Yeah, he's
0: mainly just as strapper and driver at the moment. He tends he tends to enjoy the interviews after all these wins. I'm sure there are a few uh, at uh, Clermont on the weekend. But the you're, you're the true situation of a country trainer that also has full time employment because the whole family is involved, heavily involved in a very successful business in uh, Alden. Tell our listeners about that.
3: And yeah, my parents own and run buckle and clean services. They do everything from tree lopping to house cleaning, lawn mowing. And they'll give anything a crack, so what's he says. <laughs> and yeah, their dad looks at retiring come July, so me and Nathan are about to take over.
0: So you probably had to get special permission to come on Bushbeat this morning to get out of work.
3: Yeah, we're out at cleaning a big house out at Nocanini at the moment. It's about 100 metres long and a lot of glass.
0: So you're, the length of day for you with the training the horses, now the team is growing. Just, just take us through the, uh, the time sequence you have.
3: Yeah, we start at 3.30. we we'll finish the horses by eight thirty, nine 9 o'clock. Go straight to work till 4, then do the horses through to 6pm and get home about
0: 6.30. It's an amazing, amazing feat. And, and the amount of travel involved, of course, uh, with those weekend results. Of course, Longreach is just up the road, but Clermont's a little bit further. Uh, and it's great you've got the ability to be able to target um, both areas uh, with your horses. But I, I'm sure we're going to be following you with interest now because with this Battle of the Bush uh, coming forward, obviously it's something that you've been wanting to target. You see the value in being able to, uh, to take on the series with uh, good quality horses. Yeah,
3: well, oh, i yeah. good enough.
0: I was just losing you a minute there, Tony, but uh, we'll really look forward to seeing how you go with this uh, uh, approach um, with these runners Cozy Can Can, Mr. Cruz, um, and of course, Grand Palazzo. Uh, they're going so well, I'd, I'd hate to try and distinguish between which one's got the better chances. Your team's going extremely well. It's a real credit to you and the family. Uh, been great to have you on this morning. Where do you go? Where's your next um, course of action for the weekend? Are you headed somewhere on the weekend uh, or in coming um, weeks? Not this
3: weekend, but next weekend we'll head to Emerald. For the Emerald,
0: Emerald. Cup. Uh, And then, of course, we'll catch you. Uh, I take it we'll catch you at Tambo as well. It will be
3: there.
0: Uh, Will be out. I'll be out myself to uh, do the Tambo races that weekend. So really looking forward to uh, seeing the results that keep flowing from the stable. Congratulations to to you and the team, uh, and thanks for coming on again this morning. Um, better let you get back to that hard work that always goes on uh, with your family there.
3: Yep. Thanks, Rob.
0: That's Tony uh, Schofield, Steve, and uh, that's an amazing achievement to get a treble across two uh, areas anywhere in the country. I think, I think it would have been the most outstanding training achievement for, for the country over the weekend, Steve. Well, that's a big call, but it's up there. (laughs) Uh, We've always got to promote the country as being where, where all the grassroots of racing starts, but there were other results on the weekend. And in relation to battle of the Bush, hit snooze is a galloper. That's been there and done it before because for Georgie Holt, uh, it continually qualifies out of the far north area and it did so again with a great win in the battle of the bush qualifier ridden by Kieran Quilty at Gordonvale on the weekend
1: into the straight they come. Yoshi Chogunaga straightens up a good break. Uh, Out Shakila's is going through the middle. It is down the uh, centre of the track. Sylvester and loud noise is starting to fly from the rear. Yoshi Toranaga's in front. Hit snooze coming. Loud noise down the outside. And Sylvester in the centre. It's hit snooze got in the lead. Loud noise late. Hit snooze. Hit snooze beat late noise. tight for third. Yoshi Toranaga
0: will go to Athena. Flew. Yeah, Hits News takes out the Battle of the Bush, Gordon vale, uh qualifier over the 1100. It's its second win this campaign. The Wicked Style Mayor has placed, oh, sorry, not placed, been to the Battle of the Bush final uh, the previous two years, 15 of 16 behind rather salubrious and eighth of 16 behind a moody bay uh, last year. And I'm quite sure Georgie Holt uh, hopefully we'll be looking forward to better luck but we'll hear more about that from uh, Peter Rose. Peter, as you join us uh, this morning not not unexpected but the betting suggested uh, there was a few others I uh, thought could uh, outdo Hit Snooze but it's certainly a quality sprinter in that far north area Good morning hey, to Rob, you. Yes
4: yeah, she is. Good morning and um, yeah she's a, a tough old mare. Snooze, She has to have everything go her own way but when it does she's as good as any of the sprinters in the bush up this way and you know, I know Georgie and Aidan have had no luck the last two years and if they choose to take her down this year we wish them all the best but she's a very um, fickle mare and as I said needs to have absolutely everything go her way and it was a really good ride by Kieran. Um, Yoshi Taranaga and Sylvester put the speed on and um, she had the drop behind them and it was Kieran's first look at the Gordon Vale track and she rode it like she'd been around there a hundred times so um, it was a good win, loud noise um, he almost got there, he, he likes the Gordon Vale track, he's won there before and another 50 metres he might have got them but I'll I tell you another 50 metres after that if it was a 1200 gold Athena was doing her best work late too so um, you could run the race a few times and get different results but no more deserving than Hitsnurse to make the finals again
0: yeah, it's, She's an interesting mare because in the past she's often won by leading but she was able to uh, get the run off the pace and uh, as you said Kieran Quilty a lovely ride uh, so got another dimension to her racing style to get this win
4: yeah, she's just got to be left alone, Rob. I don't, I don't think she has to lead, but she's the type of mare that if you get on a, on her mouth, she just throws the towel in, and that seems like she's been unlucky the last two years in the final. Obviously, a different kettle of fish when you go down to a full field around in in Brisbane around either Doom or Eagle Farm, depending obviously where where they go. But it's just a it's a different ball game down there because you've got to ride a pretty race and she's not the type of mare that you can. You've just got to let her do her own thing. So if there's speed on, she can take a sip, but if there's no speed on, that's when you'll find her in front.
0: That was the first of... uh three feature races, let's call them, in uh, the Gordon Vale program. What a mighty uh, day out it looked, Pete. I I saw um, a regional cast actually took the camera around the crowd at one stage, which was uh, great to see, but there seemed to be a lovely crowd there. And, of course, the the Battle of the Bush was also uh, complemented by the fashions from afar uh, in both Longreach and uh, Gordon Vale, with those winners also headed to Brisbane. But Lacey Morrison, she just dominates up there with her riding skills, and uh, none more so with female officer and also savvy legend in races four and five.
4: Yeah, it was, it was a great day out, and I must say, um, full credit to the the committee and the club out there. They've had a horrid last five weeks with their secretary and long-time secretary Kerry Coppin passing away, so it was all hands on deck to get the races to go ahead um, and to get the crowds like they did present the track in the way it raced. It was fantastic, and it can often get real hard at Gordon Vale, but... With the rain, we've had the track race really fair and everyone had their chances. And um, female officer, she loves the Gordon Vale track. Um, she's won there before. She's the same as Hits Snood. They're on a sole man when bears are in form. Um, you know, you've got to get on them. Mm. In saying that, it was her 10th win in a benchmark 60. So the rating system definitely helps her out, um, female officer. But she never went around the horse, got the run up the fence. Mr. Larrabee was up to his usual tricks. He was very tardy out of the gates, um, nowhere near as bad as he has been. He jumped a lot better, but I dare say, had he been a little bit closer in the running, he probably runs the, the winner down. And Brazen Brecchio, he was a much improved run again to run third. Um, three nice horses, and I think there's plenty of wins in store for all of them around the bush. And then, yeah, Lacey took out the feature as well.
0: The... Um... Rob Kosh Memorial Far North Queensland Up and Coming Staying Series, the Magic Millions Series. Now, this horse, Savvy Legend, uh, Peter, I saw it run behind Echo Point in the Tree of Knowledge Cup, first up for John Mansman, and, and it was a great run, second run for the stable, straight into 1800 and it really dominated the race. I know there are a few concerns watching it because the horse are getting loose behind the barriers and, and at one point going the opposite way, but obviously great work on track to resolve that situation. But Lacey Morrison rode this like it was the best horse in the race and it proved that way.
4: Yeah, most definitely. As you said, run second to Echo Point, who if Echo Point was going into a 65-1800 at Gordon Bar, would have started odds on and probably won by fence panels. So it was definitely the horse to beat. It was a class horse in the race. Um, they tried outriding, and I know I know Kristen race a lot more handy on the Beat Goes On um, to try and you know get a gap on Savvy so be Legend because it was definitely the one to beat. Gaelic ran his Honest race, um, and it's 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 hard to think both Gaelic and the Beat Goes On. They're both running around in um, the feature cups up this way last year the, and the country cups, and both of them are class twos. So for them to get within two and a half lengths of a horse like Savvy Legend, they did a bloody good job. and I think, you know, moving forward in the low-class staying races, you'll see Gaelic in the beat goes on, picking up some, some wins, and there was a, a big gap back to fourth, but you were right. Our hearts were in our off the first lap when they went past the post, and we looked up the home straight and seen a riderless horse galloping in the other direction. But thankfully, it um, decided to turn around at the 600 and come back towards the ponies, and they did a good job to catch it. And when you watch the replay, you can see them get the riderless horse off the track and the, the false rail back up basically within... Oh, probably 15 seconds of, of chaos. So it was it was hairy, but it got done. And um, yeah, Savvy Legend raced away in the straight. If anything, I think on the line, the second and third horse were coming again, but I think Lacey might have throttled down like half pulled up on Savvy Legend the last 50 because it was going to win quite convincingly.
0: Yeah, it's an interesting horse going forward as well, Savvy Legend, as to where John places it, but uh, earlier in the day, the earlier results in the cutest, uh, the cutest money didn't go off in this uh, maiden with Wong Way, but I, I believe a fair degree of support on track for this Galloper, and then Balladell for Ralph Baker, this is a, lo- a local hometown victory I take it as well.
4: Yeah, very rarely does Gordon Vale go ahead without Ralphie Baker getting a winner, and um, Balladell, he trained the mum, it's a locally bred horse, and um, the same thing, it's quite a cantankerous animal and it, when it, everything goes its right way, its way, it's, it's a really nice horse. It, it just got there, um, knew it was doing its best work late and so was Massa Red, but the horses at um, Gordon Vale trained on the course, they get to, they've only got the grass track out there so they work on it daily <clears throat> and, and Belladell knew exactly where it needed to be and it was a master ride by Graham Cleesey. Um, and the first year, one way, was a tight finish, heads up, heads down. There was actually a protest which was dismissed. Um, but it was a deserved winner a long way. It's, you know, run second, its last three starts and coming north. And you'd think going back to an on-tab, it, it was the one to beat, and it was a dollar eighty and then it, it did so. It only just got there, but I think it was always going to win. It was just a heads-up, heads-down. Ra was good first up, um, come off a, a break and some good races before it went for a spell, and Olympic motto was honest as she normally is, she run third.
0: That uh, Rob Koch series now heads uh, on the 20th of 5th to Mareeba uh, before heading up to Cairns. And just the uh, update, Tony being away, he's managed to give me all the scores here because he is the keeper of the series. Um, but uh, Janelle Ryan leads it as the trainer uh, with five points, uh, John Kil- Kilroy on four, Dave Reynolds and John Manselman on three, with first uh, prize uh, always being a three-point to either jockey or trainer. And the jockey, Lacey Morrison, uh, with a seven... Points leads Rachel Shred and Masayuki Arby on three, and uh, the three leg winners so far C Echo, Witterick, and Savvy Legends. So, three individual uh, winners coming in that series. Uh, where do you head to next, Peter? Uh, we're racing here on Thursday, racing at home. So, it's always good just take the horses, walk the
4: horses up to the tie ups, and then we've got Innesvale again on Saturday, as you said, Marie, the next Saturday for
0: the next move of the Battle of the Bush and the Stay series. And from what your reports have been in, um, in the last couple of years, innisfail is one of your favourite tracks and a really tremendous grass track up in the, far no- in the far north. It is fantastic, but they've had over two metres of rain in the last month, so I'm hoping the weather gods
4: play well for us this week and it's, it's supposed to be fine, but, um, yeah, hopefully the, the rain stays away so we can get down in there and race down on the, on the weekend.
0: Well, safe racing in Nisval and uh, more reporting uh, down the track. Thanks again this morning for being on Bushbeat. No worries, Rob. Thank you. Steve, um, the other series that continues uh, to occur is the Burnet to Beach uh, series, and they had a heat of the Burnet to Beach out of burren on the uh, weekend, and uh, the result there was for Amanda Park and Morgan Butler. This is a ratings band 0-60 to handicap. Tuscany Bound, an ex-snap McCall Galloper, came off a third at Tolby. Second run for the stable, and it got up by a length over Miralee and Oakfield Comanche. And uh, that particular series as well, uh, with the points uptake there. Now, their series runs on 10 points for first, 8 points for second, 7 for third, and all other runners... Uh, receive a, um, a point. The last leg comes up at Bundaberg on Saturday. At the moment, Gary Clem is tied with Bob Murray on 36 points, and then you've got Kim Afford on 26. In the jockeys, uh, Shania Willis 33 leads Landon Sykes 32, and Kelly Gates is on 30, with Morgan Butler on 27. So it's all pretty close for the trainer and jockey, but the horse that can't be beaten is James Atelli on 36 points. The next best is comments on 23. So all of these series, Battle of the Bush, Rob Kosh, Magic Millions, Up and Coming Stayers, the Burn It to the Beach, they all add to the dimensions of um, country racing across the board and add to these feature days out at places like Burren where they had, overall, a very good five-event program with that race as a feature, some of the uh, key Results coming out of that. Mark Curry, who has a stable that's really on fire and took Turbo Art out there. The Flying Artie with three wins at its last five took out the Open Handicap over Diggity. Uh, Landon Sykes with Vic Heading, one on Move Beyond. Um, And then Rock Dreamer for Damien Rideout and Kelly Gates uh, took the cutest maiden plate. And the other winner on the day, um, Rodney Hay as an owner is having an absolutely dream run throughout the state and Craig Smith trained impactful, got Rodney another winner on the day, Luke Miller, in the saddle. This deep impact has been in the money. It's only other three runs for the stable and defeated the Vic Heading runner every now and again and smashing Lucas. Uh, but Rodney's got his team spread far and wide, uh, racing through Rockhampton, Central West, Southwest, and uh, really enjoying the results that um, he's getting across the board. Uh, they were the features out of Burr and Dowan. But we also had meetings at uh, Hewenden, um where it was great to hear Laurie Wode uh, calling out there. I got the call to go out to Huandon and uh, Meteorano. Now, this was an open handicap with only the four runners, a bit like that Gordon Vale sprint. There's only just over a length covering the four runners in the end, and Meteorano for Sean Royce and David Sparks. Uh, two wins in a second. It's only three runs this, since the spell. Defeated Outreach Bell that uh, almost hung on for Jay Doolin and Billy Johnson with the other Billy Johnson runner, American Genius, a close-up third. So, Midiorano, has seven wins now from 30 starts. Uh, Jay Doolin was able to kick home for Nest test for Billy Johnson in the following race. The benchmark 65 led all the way, won easily over Jabali Gold and uh, will beat it. And uh, very consistent, Colin Batty got a deserved win for Matty, Matty Maguire and Dan Ballard. Uh, the bullet train second at its last two runs took the benchmark 50, and the other winners on the day were Dunners for Robert Burrows, getting the cutest money, Savannah McCann continuing in winning form, and uh, also didn't ask me for Jim Jackson and Peter Cullen and mentioning Dan Ballard there, when you look at that country jockey's premiership, he's moved up to third place on 26. He trails Robbie Farr, who will be back in the saddle shortly, I'd imagine, after a fall uh, was out at Cunnamulla, I think. Uh, he's on 33 over Tyler Leslie on 28 with Dan on 26. And Tanya Parry and Billy Johnson, they tie in front at the moment on 32 wins apiece with John Mansman on 25 and Wayne Baker on 22 and talking of Wayne Baker, when we go down the road to Morven on the weekend, uh, Wayne Baker scored a double with jockey Amy Graham. Uh, they combined, in fact, they uh, no, they didn't bookend the program at races one and five. Bubble Bath uh, took the benchmark 45 over the Sabbath. And then Bonnie Eve for Amy Graham and Wayne Baker in the money at its last three of four. Uh, defeated a uh, last start winner in in Hinchable in the Class 6 plate. Uh, And the other good wins on the day there, well, great to see Hanover Square back to the original country training base of Leonard Morn. Now, this was the inaugural winner of the... Sorry, not the inaugural winner, the 2019 winner of the Battle of the Bush. First win since winning at Chinchilla on the 20th of November when it defeated Snowfire and Parco. This Manhattan Rain now a nine-year-old, but it's great to see him back in winning form out there at uh, Morven. And the other winners were Misery Miss for Ducky Baker and Nathan Evans. And, of course, um, that was a, the first of Nathan's double because he rode a uh, Hanover Square as well. And Joey Jaws for Colin Storch and uh, Damien Butte, uh taking out race three on the program, the Class 6 plate. Um, I mentioned Bonnie Ev. Yes, I've covered all of Morven. Um as they travel in that area this weekend out to Quilpie and the other race meetings are coming up over. Of course, we've got Mackay today, the TAB meeting out of Mackay, the Cairns meeting Pete mentioned on Thursday, Gatton on Friday, and, of course, Toowoomba and Rockhampton on Saturday. And then we've got uh, the non-TAB meetings, uh, another of the picnic meetings, the Carinya Oakley Amateurs, uh, occurring on Friday and Saturday. We heard Andrew Watts with the calling out of Longreach on the weekend. He'll be doing Corinna, And uh, also on the weekend, we've got Bowen, Innisfail, Bundaberg, which is the last leg of the Burnett to Beat series. And the Battle of the Bush qualifiers continue with John Dowie, or Jen Dowie, whichever way you prefer, Mount Isa, and Quilpie. I'm headed out to Quilpie for a long drive out there to uh, call out there for the first time ever, uh, with also... Battle of the Bush qualifiers coming up at Nanango on the 20th of May, also at Home Hill on the 20th of May and Kunnamulla on the 20th with Emerald. So it's really heating up and let's put in Mariba as well and Mount Isa has an Outback Racing Showcase heat on the 20th. So these series really are heating up as uh, we look forward to more results coming out of that and just very quickly out of the provincial TAB meetings, great to see the doubles for Justin Stanley at Than cool but uh, last Tuesday Kilcoy Justin Huskable having a double, uh, treble to Isabella Tay at Townsville and a double to Jason Taylor, uh, Bubba Tilly getting a treble at Toowoomba on Saturday night and a Bow Desert the Bow Desert Hibernian Cup went to Jack uh, Jetpack Verdi for Anthony Allen and Tony Gollan and doubles to Emily Lang and Noel Callow and Adam Campton. And congratulations also to patented taking out the country heist BM65 at Gatton on Sunday for Alicia Donnell and uh, Pat Webster. But, uh, Steve, as I said earlier, that's an amazing achievement for Tony Schofield, that stable, really acquiring a good range of horses and to get a treble in a um, in two different venues over the one weekend. Uh, it's one of those ones that I'm sure the trophies are going to stay on the mantelpiece for a long time.
2: Absolutely, Talia Fenland. Want to give her a mention as well. She took all before her, of course, in Central Queensland. She's now with Chris Munts. Cam Partington's going to manage, so she's only had a handful of rides in Southeast Queensland. So Chris Munts and Corey are now um, going to guide Talia Fenland during her
0: apprenticeship. Yeah, she's doing a great job and, and really did a great job in terms of uh, spending the time in uh, country, provincial areas and now getting the call up. And it, it's certainly a, a proven successful uh, pathline, isn't it, to, to move through uh, the ranks in that regard. So we certainly um, wish her all the best. Um, but all those nominations, of course, um, will be coming through for these meetings um, on the weekend, in particular interest, as we've been saying throughout the show, on the Battle of the Bush uh, heats to come through and I notice the, the Quilpy ones which I've had particular interest in uh, they've attracted nominations of 14 horses uh, with horses like um, an Indy, uh backing up from that Longreach heat as well so it could be some really great racing. We wish all the clubs um, success on the weekend and uh, we'll look forward to uh, having Tony back with us next week and plenty of those fishtails coming through as well Uh, But if you've got any information, just email me at barkersnews at optusnet.com.au and we'll be back uh, with you next week. And uh, remember, a replay of Bushbeat will be up on regional cast uh, later in the week for anyone who's missed it this morning. But uh, a big thank you to our guests this morning, Tony Schofield, and also uh, Peter Rowe, one of our regular correspondents. And uh, we look forward to being back next week, uh, Tony, uh, to uh, you, Steve. Good morning to you and good morning to listeners.